is now time to crown a winner. Oh my God, I'm so stressed. No, I don't want to hear. Are we ready? Here we go. <laughs> oh my God. 13 weeks has come down to this Welcome to Outwit Outplay Out Pod, the podcast where fire takes represent your life. We are here to discuss the finale of season 44, which we just finished watching not even two minutes ago. Kayla, what is top of mind for you finishing out a stellar season of Survivor? Carolyn was absolutely robbed. 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 Yeah. Not one single vote. Okay, so I was talking about this. Sorry, I'm also a Xander apologist in addition to being a Gabler apologist. Do with that information what you want. But um, this woman played her heart out, was underestimated the entire time, won multiple immunity challenges, and deserved at least one vote. And you know what? Franny specifically. Yeah. Franny. <laughs> Franny, this one's for you to get up there and throw her some softball questions. Be like, she played herself. Can you tell us about her emotional game? Ah, ah, ah. And then have the audacity to write Jam Jam's name. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, I have so many minds because I do think that the headline is exactly what just Kayla just said, that no votes for Carolyn is a crime. She carried the season from an entertainment perspective, but it wasn't just entertainment. It was gameplay. She got an idol. She played it well. She, honestly, she was as good or better than Carson and Jam Jam with identifying the plans of the people, like, who they needed to vote it out. Like, she was on, they like... They were talking about Jam Jam reading the room. Carolyn no. could read it every time. She was on the, like, we need to vote out Danny before Early. anyone, which was, like, the clearest was clear as day that that need, she needed to make that happen so yeah i'm at a loss for that now if i take two or three or four or five steps back jam jam a worthy winner of this season a worthy winner in any other season i would be over the moon yeah that jam jam 100 percent his victory I think Heidi, sorry, I think Jam Jam is in at least the 90th percentile of Survivor winners with just like from a pure likability. 100%. From a strategic skill, maybe not, but also like there is some, like, I think he truly did win this at Final Tribal. Yeah, I think he made people think that he was everywhere and anywhere. Like what gave it away was when Kane was like, if you fart at the water fountain, Jam Jam knows about it. Like, that was such a perfect distillation of what they all thought about him and that he was omnipresent and all-knowing. Yeah. So if you look at it from that point, it makes sense. And he did, I think, have the line of Final Tribal when he said, most of you were giving me flat affect and no emotion when I would talk to you, but then I would find the thing, whether it was your loved one or your job or your hobby, that would bring that glimmer into your eye. And he knew you were lying to him if that glimmer wasn't in your eye when you Did were you believe that? I first of all, it's just like a word <laughs> appreciation moment. Like, yes, that was awesome. That was rhetorical. I, I believe that if it's not literally true, then there is something to be said. Like he's able to bring out sort of like a truer version of people's selves because he makes you feel so comfortable 
with his sense of humor that sort of diffuses tension in any situation. I totally believe that he had like sort of more insight into the essence of a person. And when you have that insight, you're more able to tell if they're lying to you. You're more able to just sort of check their vibe and make intelligent moves in the game. So you believe in the glimmer in the eyes? I hearing. think the glimmer in the eye is real. I think it's real. Um, I will say there were moments during this episode where I was worried we were going to get a Heidi winner. Oh my God. Yeah. No slander to Heidi. I guess a little slander to Heidi. Heidi, I don't want you, if when you listen to this, to feel personally attacked. That said. Yeah. Attack. Absolutely no. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> absolutely no. You, if you have to make fire one day before going to tribal council, no votes. No votes. If your game is based on fire, and also... It was so obvious that she chose Carson because he couldn't make fire. And she just spun it into, oh, he was a really big strategic player. He was a big threat. I'm taking on the king. And I'm like, no, you literally took on the person who cried because he couldn't make a spark. What? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I kind of agree with you. Like, this isn't a fire take, but a, a hot take, a lukewarm take. I don't, I think that we're starting to overrate the boldness of the... I put myself in the position of having to make fire to quote unquote earn my spot. Like to me, it's sort of like, it's the move you make if you need a Hail Mary to have a shot at winning the game. And by that point, especially for Heidi, it was just too little too late. She wasn't going to win. But having said that, she did set the all time record for the speed of her fire making. Some respect (laughs) is due for that. Some respect is due. I'm so happy she made fire very fast on a very windy day. Yeah. Do we think that Carolyn fumbled during this final tribal? Or or were people just set against her, you think, going into this? I think her game was too murky, I guess, to them. I think the edit in this case was really working to her favor. Like all the cutaways we got of Carolyn, talking about her moves, this and that. And also the speech that she gave when everybody was back at camp after she had played that idol in this edit was nowhere to be found. Like she didn't seem to tell yeah. the rest of the jury, the narrative um, of her strategy. And I guess it was just like unclear to others that her being erratic or perceived to be erratic was actually like what allowed her to progress so far. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure about that. Cause like Carolyn is being herself which I totally believe in sort of her mannerisms throughout the show. I don't think she was putting on an act at all. Um, But at the same, but like, I don't, I think that made her story less compelling to people. If she had sort of like revealed, oh, like I was just being silly. Like really, I'm a brilliant (laughs) strategic player. I think the jury would have been like, oh, like, wow, Carolyn, here's your million dollars. But they're like, oh, she was being sincere. Like that was authentic. I don't know that that was necessarily points in her column. Should have been. I don't know who these... I guess it just speaks to... It's a jury of your peers. Anyone could be on that jury. Because this jury does not appreciate the same things that I appreciate. And also, pure entertainment value. I would have run Carolyn some money just because we're on a desert island and I'm here counting the sand. And you kept it a little... A little hot, a little totally. spicy. Yeah. And you know what? You get points for saving my mental health from the hermit crabs. So even as a contestant on Survivor, you're giving points for entertainment value. Always points for <laughs> entertainment value. Always points for pizzazz. Like, 100%. And I do think something we'll need to dive deeper into our, our full take um, when we have more time to sort of let this one settle is the entertainment 
talent gap, the entertainment strategy gap. I don't know how quite to, to characterize it. I do think that the person that you gravitate most to sitting on your couch is not always the person that the jury is going to award points. You said that you're, if you're a Survivor contestant, you're going to give people props for entertaining you. I don't think most people are in that category. <laughs> I think most people- What a sad place to be. Well, I just think that like when you're on a TV show, some people on a TV show have this code where it's like, you're not really supposed to be entertaining. You're supposed to play the game. And I'm if they, on a TV show. But sure, but like Survivor <laughs> almost has this purity where it's like as it as if it's an accident that there are cameras there. It's supposed to be this social experiment and, st- and strategic game. So I don't know that like. But then how do you explain Jam Jam? He got pizzazz points. Yeah, I know you're right. I think Jam Jam connected with people better than anyone this season. I don't even think that's really a controversial statement. I wouldn't yeah, say sure. Carolyn connected with but people. But that's why I think she should get even more points. Like, I think her narrative should have been, actually, nobody liked me. There were multiple points where yeah. I was sitting on this beach by myself with not, like, an ally to my name. Yeah. And I still managed to sit here at the final three. And I would have called them out. I would have been like, hey, some of y'all still don't like me and still think I'm kind of weird. And look, I'm going to go home with at least $85,000 and you're sitting on the bench broke. That's a great take. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been so That's my hot take. I love it. it. I think it would have been so cool if she had intentionally called on Danny and Brandon. And <laughs> oh say, my god. Do y'all remember? <laughs> <A> call back. <laughs> yes, do y'all remember when we had our little feast and I could not get a word in, you were completely ignoring me? Um, I'm not going to lie, that was hurtful, but it was also the way in which I was perceived in this game. And look, I outlasted you all. I played idols better than you all. Danny, I got you out. Like, you know, like she could have just gone a little bit harder. And I think that she had this ethic in approaching Final Tribal that was sort of like, I need to be myself and not to put on airs. But I think she could have put on a few airs. Like Jam Jam was game mode. Jam Jam, Jam was had like- all the airs. Many an Yes. Air. He was on stage. I think some of those lines were probably rehearsed, but he his delivery is always natural and sincere. I didn't get the sense that like, I think Heidi actually did come prepared and her delivery kind of let her down. Um, but yeah, Jam Jam was ready for it for sure. Okay, folks. Well, this is just our instant take. We're going to have way, way more to say uh, when we come out with our last analysis episode. Overall, (laughs) you know, part of it is sort of wanting to unpack the action of the finale. Another is sadness that Survivor is going to take a little bit of a hiatus because we really like this season. I think it's fair to say. This is an amazing season. It was an amazing season. Do you want to share your person's stat that it was top 20? What's this? Your entertainment. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so a a Survivor commentator who we both really respect, Dalton Ross, had rated this season in the twentieth spot out of the forty-four seasons of Survivor, which we both I think we we felt was low. Low. This is this isn't. I'm not going to give a number, but maybe this is like an eighty percentile season for me. Hundred percent. I feel pretty confident saying that. Um. So we loved it. We're here for it. We're going to talk more about it. Um, my wife just texted me bullshit in response to how high we are on this season. So we're going to maybe have to give her a guest appearance on the podcast so she can give her take straight to the people. Appreciate you folks tuning in as always. We'll have more to say. The tribe has spoken and so have we.